Um, we've got three short readings, and I'm going to start with this one. Zerubbabel begins to rebuild the temple. In the second month of the second year, after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, son of Je uh, Josadak, and the rest of the people, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from captivity to Jerusalem, began the work. They appointed Levites, 20 years old and older, to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And our next short reading comes from uh, when Ezra returns with the law. This Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a teacher, well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants, also came to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month, for the gracious hand of his God was on him. For Ezra had devoted himself to study and the observance of the law of the Lord, and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Now we're going to think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah begins to rebuild the walls. I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there for three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do in Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved towards the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up to the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work.
I better unmute myself too. Thanks, Liz. So this morning, I want to think about realigning, realignment. And this morning, I want to think about our personal journeys out of our, excuse me, out of our Zoom exile. It's been over. Oh dear, let me have a drink, see if that helps. It's been over 12 months since we last met in person. And it will be much longer before we can really worship together again. Our faith journey, of course, is about relationship. And most importantly, about our relationship with God. And like all relationships, it depends on time and communication. One day recently, I was trying to work out what is the main purpose in our daily time with God. So yes, it's about worship, but God doesn't actually need our worship. It doesn't add anything to God. It adds to us. And yes, it's about praising God. But once again, God doesn't actually need our praise. We need to praise God. And yes, it's about praying for our family and our friends and our world and our work. But God already knows what our requests are before we say them. So what is the purpose in this daily time we spend with God? And I believe that what God said to me is about realignment. It's about realigning our hearts and our minds and our wills with the purpose of the heavenly, our Heavenly Father. You see, we're bombarded throughout the day with so many different thoughts and attitudes and worldviews. Um, again, to go back to the adverts, you know, if we just do this or if we just do that, we'll have a much better life. You know, if we buy this product, we'll have a much better life. Um, and of course, that phrase that really gets me, because you're worth it. We worship God because he's worth it. So we're, we're bombarded with all these things. And that's without those extra things, that, you know, our own selfishness, our own self-centeredness, our own greed. We need to put ourselves back into, um, the, into alignment with God. We need to align ourselves with his plan and his purpose for us that day, that week. We need to be able to fulfill our maker's instructions. Again, I was thinking, you know, uh, our maker's instructions. We have a, a drawer full of knives in our house. Some of them have had the tip bent or broken off because we tried to use them as a screwdriver. And they don't work as a screwdriver. The um, screwdrivers work well as a screwdriver, knives work well as a knife. You have to use them for the purpose that, for which they are intended. And sometimes in our lives, we're trying to do things for which we were not intended. Um, selfishness is a, a good example. We're not intended for selfishness, we're intended for service. Selfishness is tempting, like using a knife as a screwdriver is tempting, but it's not our purpose. We need to align our wills, our hearts and our minds with our Heavenly Father each day. We're made for a purpose and our Heavenly Father knows that purpose best. And so we live life in its fullness, as Jesus promised, when we align ourselves with God's will and God's purpose for us. 
It doesn't mean, of course, that life's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that the day will be plain sailing. There will be bumps, there will be difficult patches, and indeed there are pandemics that we have to live through. But as Jesus promised, it's a life lived to the full. So each day we realign ourselves to our Father's purpose. And like all relationships, it's based on conversation. And I believe that there are at least two sorts of conversation that we need to have with our Heavenly Father. We need that disciplined conversation and we need the informal conversation. Because we need to bring our hearts and our wills in line with God, we have to spend time in awe and praise and thanksgiving. We praise God for who he is and we fill our minds with the grandeur and the majesty and the power of heaven. And we allow God to give us pictures of what heaven must look like. And we sit quietly in awe and wonder as we gaze on the beauty and the majesty and the love of God. And we thank God for what he has done for us and particularly for his saving grace through Jesus. But we need to chat to him too. We need to tell him all the things on our minds, our hopes and our fears, our joys and our sorrows. And we need to carry this conversation moment by moment through our days. So God's plan for us is to live in relationship with him. And our daily times with God are the cornerstone of that relationship. But God's plan also includes the church. And it's his, his plan that we live in relationship with each other. God's a church is God's invention and God's purpose. So as we come out of lockdown, we need to realign ourselves as church as well as individuals. And just thinking about the exiles, the Jews coming back from exile in Babylon, um, the first group that came back with Zerubbabel uh, rebuilt the altar. Thank you, John. Um, and um, yeah, so, so just to go back into context, uh, the Israelites had been slaves in Persia and God began the journey of bringing his people back from captivity to Jerusalem. And Zerubbabel and his team rebuilt the altar. And then the next wave came with Ezra and they finished the temple and brought back the law. And finally, Nehemiah and his team rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. And so as we come out of lockdown, I believe that we will need to rebuild. Zerubbabel rebuilt the altar. And I believe that we will need to rebuild our worship. It's such a long time since we've worshipped together in person. Excuse me, I've scrolled too far. That's better. It's such a long time since we were able to worship together in person. And whilst Zoom has been wonderful for keeping us together and keeping us going, I believe that we've lost some important aspects of our worship. And we will need to be intentional in the way that we rebuild our worship together. And Ezra brought the law of God back to the people. 
it turned out to be a very difficult thing to do. And we will need the word of God as we rebuild. The written word and the prophetic word to speak into our daily lives and to speak into our communities, to speak into church and to speak into those that we meet. Because after all, the word of the gospel is the word of hope and the word of love to a disrupted and a hurting world. It might be controversial, like Ezra bringing the law back to Jerusalem, it might be controversial and it might even prove harder than we expect. But it's God's mission to us that we take his word out into our world, into our communities. And then finally, of course, Nehemiah rebuilt the city walls. And I see that as both the structural and a prophetic act. And we have work to do. We are called to be disciples of Jesus. And we have the word of God to take out. We are called to be disciples who partner with God in making new disciples, who then go on to partner with God in making new disciples. We're called to be a family on mission. We're called to be a church family on mission. We're called to be individual families and households on mission. We're called to be small groups of people together on mission. We're called to be family in communities on mission. And we need to realign ourselves with God's will, to seek his purpose for that day, to work together as church, to realign our worship, the word and our work for the new challenges and the new opportunities that will come as we come out of lockdown. So realignment, realigning ourselves as individuals, realigning ourselves as communities and realigning ourselves as church to do God's work in this post-lockdown world. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, Andrew. We're going to worship in song again now, and following what Andrew's been saying, we're going to sing, Here I Am to Worship, and we're going to 